I'm leaning on you, God. I'm leaning on you. I'm safe and secured in you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Praise God, praise God. Amen. While you're standing, if you reach down and pick up your Bibles, Second Corinthians chapter 11. Amen. And to all you out there in radio land, <laughs> everybody's listening to us on the Internet. We thank you for joining us today. Amen. Praise God. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1 through 5. <coughs> the Apostle Paul, writing to the church at Corinth, says, Would to God... You would bear with me a little in my folly. And indeed, bear with me, for I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But I fear lest by any means... As the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupt from the simplicity that is in Christ. For if he that cometh preach another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if you receive another spirit, which ye have not received, or another gospel, which you have not Accept it. You might well bear with him. And I would like to speak to you today from this thought. Simple word. Beware. Beware. Amen. Father, again, I love you. Thank you for your spirit and power we feel in this place today, O oh God. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, stay with us, God, and guide us and lead us, O oh God. Direct and order our steps according to thy perfect will. You be the pastor today, God. You be the leader of this flock, O oh God. You show us the right way, Lord, and we'll walk therein. We thank you, Jesus, for your goodness and your kindness. <clears throat> In Jesus' name, amen. And you may be seated. Beware. 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 The Apostle Paul, as most of us in the church have read and Follow the epistles in the New Testament. We are aware that Paul is credited with writing at least 13 or 14 of the epistles in the New Testament. When a man writes that kind of letters and it seems that Jesus wanted it to be put in a book that you and I would someday be able to pick it up and to inspire us and cause us to be aware of what is going on in our lives and to prepare us for the things that would come. The Apostle Peter also would write in his epistle, This know also, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation, but that holy men of God spake as they was moved by the Holy Ghost. And Paul would also write to his protege Timothy in 1 Timothy 3.16, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness, that God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received back in 
into glory. As we study Paul's letters to the church, Paul seems to have one desire, and that is to bring us into the fullness of the knowledge of the truth of who Jesus Christ was, because he understood that everything flows from a Christian's life and that understanding of Jesus Christ. He realized that it is no good for any minister to go out into the harvest field and bring people into the harvest and not educate those people and bring them to a clear understanding of what it's all about. Amen. This is why he would write to the church at Ephesus in the fourth chapter and the eleventh verse that he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the working of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come into the unity of the faith uh, and into the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, and through the fullness of this measure of the statue of Christ, that we be no more children tossed to and fro and cared about with every wind of doctrine. Amen. Notice he wants us to realize that there's a doctrine and that we need to understand that doctrine. He wanted them to understand that Jesus Christ and His teachings was the right way. So Paul felt that he needed to educate his church. And and some commentators and some writers began to tell us that Paul's writings to the church at Corinth seems to be more stern and more severe because they was his problem children, if you want to put it that way, or his problem church. Uh, for some reason, they just didn't seem to be able to, to grasp what he was trying to show them and bring them into an understanding. And so, therefore, Paul felt a need to write and to warn this church. And when you read the book of Corinthians, that's what you find is there's many admonitions that Paul brings to them and there's many stern warnings that Paul brings to this church. Amen. You see, Paul felt the need to educate them that there was false prophets and there was false doctrines and there was false apostles and there was false teachers and there were false witnesses and false brethren. You will find when you read the book of Corinthians that those things that I just mentioned are mentioned over and over again in the book of Corinthians. Uh, and so he was giving them warnings and Paul would later write the things that was written for was written for our learning. Amen. And so we have to be aware that there's going to be false doctrine and there's going to be false prophets and there's going to be false apostles and teachers and witnesses and false brethren. Amen. And so therefore, we need to heed the warning, amen, that God is given to you and I. And Jesus tells us in Matthew 7, He said, we will know them by their fruit, amen. And we have to understand what the fruit is of God Almighty. We need to understand that the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and, and long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and 
temperance. When we understand the fruit, that same fruit should be in operation in our lives and in the lives of everyone that say that they are Christians or children of God. You will know them by their fruit. Paul goes on and tells the church, he says, And no marvel that Satan himself has transformed himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it's no great thing or if his ministry also appears as ministries of righteousness. Amen. So we have to beware. And God has given us measuring sticks. Uh, and God has given us the, the tools that we need uh, to be able to be aware of false prophets and false doctrines and false teachings uh, that is coming in our world today. Amen. And so Paul writes to the church uh, to bring them into education and to fullness of the knowledge of Jesus Christ uh, to the church of Colossae. He says in the second chapter in the eighth verse, uh, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit uh, after the tradition of men after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. For in him dwelleth uh, all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and we are complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and powers. Uh, now is not the time to wake, I mean, to fall asleep, Paul says, but now is the time to awake uh, out of sleep, because our salvation is nearer than we first believe. Uh, now is not the time to get lackadaisical. Now is time to get involved in the things of God. Now is the time to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Now is the time to put on the whole armor of God that you're able to stand against the wiles of the devil for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness and high places, we've got to arm ourselves and get ready. We've got to study the Word of God to show ourselves approved. We've got to be aware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men and not after Jesus Christ. Paul says, I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve, so your mind will be corrupted from the simplicity of Jesus Christ. He says, I want to warn you, amen, that the truth is in Christ. The morals of life is in Jesus Christ. So you need to beware that no man deceive you and carry you away from the truth that is in him. Praise God. Beware. Amen. Don't allow Satan to get you to listen to him the way he did Eve. He got her to a point that she began to listen to what he was saying. And as a result, she began to contemplate in her mind. Well, would I really die if I ate from that tree that God says don't eat from? And she pondered it. Over and over and over in her mind. And finally, she took and she ate. And what happened? Her eyes 
were open. And she knew she was naked before she was innocent. Isn't it amazing what sin will do to you? It'll make you see things that you never thought you would see. So Paul says, beware. There's an old folklore that I'm sure you, most of us, has been around and heard about. Is the folklore or old story called the Pied Piper. The story of the Pied Piper happened in Himmland and Saxon, Germany. And the story goes that a guy was pretty good at playing an instrument. And the town of Hamlin had been infested with rats. And the rats was causing infections. And so they hired the Pied Piper to get rid of the rats. And so with his musical charm or his musical instrument, he's able to lead all the rats out of the town and down to the river and they get rid of the rats. But when the man comes back, the Pied Piper comes back and he wants payment, the city people refuse to pay him. And so what does he do? He leads all the children out and away. Amen. The story goes. He leads the people's children away and they don't know where their children is. I've come to tell you today. Amen. If you dance to the music, you're going to have to pay the piper. You've heard that old story. That's where it comes from. Amen. And as a result, I've come to tell you today, you need to be aware because the enemy is coming after your children. He's going to do everything in his power to take your children, to take your grandchildren away from Christ. And you need to be aware of these things. And you need to prepare your home. You need to have a solid prayer life. You need to have solid commitment and devotions in your house. And you need to teach your children to love God with all their heart and with all their mind and with all their soul. Because the enemy is is coming and he's going to try to lead them away and one of the ways he's doing it today is through the music industry we know through studying of the scripture that Satan was in charge of the music in heaven and he wanted to exalt himself and so through today we see that he uses music to pull people to him, amen everywhere you go in every store, in every restaurant, all you hear usually is non-biblical and non-Christian music. You can't sit down. I don't know if you notice like I do. I have walked in stores. I have walked in the restaurants. And there's not a bit of noise going on. But as soon as I get in there, it seems like they crank the volume up. It gets louder and louder and louder that I can't hear what the person across the table is trying to say to me. And I find myself having to ask the waitress, will you turn it down? I can't hear myself 
think and I realize that this is the enemy of my soul is trying to distract me and to get into my system because if I allow that stuff to go into me long enough, it is what I will go after. It will start, I will start following after. And this is why the enemy, I I want you to realize you need to be aware of what your children and your grandchildren are listening to and those earbuds in their ears and on their iPods. It is so easy now that the enemy is trying to deceive them and to trick them. You need to be aware. Amen. He doesn't tell you everything that will happen. Yes, the tattoo parlors have taken off crazy all over the world. The enemy doesn't tell you that through those needles you can crack, I bet contract HIV or some other disease. Amen. He just tell you it's a fad and you need to be a part of it. He doesn't tell you that the cosmetic companies are using things to distract you and to draw you away. You need to be careful with all the body piercing and all the things that are taking place. Amen. We need to be aware. Amen. If I'm going to be a slave to something, I'm going to be a slave to Jesus. Because that's what in the Old Testament, when they would put holes in their ears, it meant that they were going to be a slave forever. I want to be a slave to none other than Jesus Christ. Amen. I want him to be my master. Jesus says, you call me master and you call me Lord and you won't do what I say. If I, your Lord and master, have washed your feet, you should ought to wash one another's feet. We have to be careful, brothers and sisters. God has given us warnings of what will take place in the last days. We've got to be aware. Jude tell us, but you be Beloved, be diligent and watch until the coming of the Lord. He says, build up yourself on your most holy face. Faith, praying and the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for and hasting for the coming of the Lord. If the Lord came right now, would you be ready? Would you be ready? Amen. If Jesus walked in right now and says, I come for you, would you be ready? Would you jump out of your seat with joy and says, praise the Lord, I'm out of here. Hallelujah. Or would you die for cover? Amen. Most people, if a gunman walked in and says, freeze, most people would jump on the floor. Or if they start shooting, they jump on the floor. Amen. What if Jesus showed up? Would you be ready for a child of God? Every moment should be excitement for the coming of the Lord. Because you know what's in the book. You know you're going to a better place. You know what you're seeing taking place right now around you has already been put in the book to give you a warning that when these things start happening, Jesus says, look up because your redemption is drawing nigh. Paul told us, amen, that this know also in the last days perilous times shall come 
For men should be lovers of their own selves, covetousness, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affections, truce breakers, incontinence, amen, false accuser, farce, haters of those that are good, traitors, heady, hide-miners, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away, for this such a day, which creep into houses, and lead captive silly women, laden with sins, ever learning, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. He says, this know also, amen, that the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter days, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. We need to realize, amen, we are in that time, and so the church is got to beware. You've got to prepare yourselves. You've got to put on the armor of God. Now is not the time to sleep. Now is the time to wake out of sleep. Now is the time to commit yourselves to Almighty God. It's got to be for God I live and for God I die. I will serve Him with all my heart and mind and soul and strength. Praise God. I don't have time to be a wandering star, Jude says. Amen. There's so many people want to get a star on the walk of fame out in California. No. All I want is a star in my crown. All I want to hear him say is, well done, thy good and faithful servant. I'm not going to dance to the music of the piper. Amen. Because I know you will have to pay the piper if you dance. Dance to his music. I'm going to dance to the Lord. I'm going to dance like nobody is watching. Amen. I'm going to sing like nobody is singing. Amen. I'm going to serve him with all my heart, my mind, my soul, and my strength. I'm going to prepare myself daily. I'm going to be aware of what this book says. I'm going to write my heart because the Bible tells me in Psalms 1, blessed is the man that walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the ways of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law that he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the waters that shall bring forth fruit in his season. His leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth, he will prosper. i got to spend time in the Word of God because the Word of God is quick it is powerful it is sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even the dividers of under of soul and spirit and joint and mire and is a discerner and the intent of the thought of my heart everything I need is there how to be successful is there. How to love is there. How to have joy is there. How to have peace is there. Everything I have need of is in the Word. Because in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was 
was the Son of Men. Amen. It's the life of life. Amen. Hear me. And the Word was made flesh, and it dwelt amongst us. In Him we move. We have our beings. I don't need anything the world can offer me. As the old songwriter said, you can take this old world, but give me Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. No, none go with me, yet I will follow. I will keep going on and on until I hear him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. But it requires me to be aware of what the devil will come after me with. Paul says, we're not ignorant of his devices. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life is not of the Father, is of the world. And the world passes away. I've got to be aware. The woman came to Elijah and she says, Master, my husband was one of the prophets and now he's dead and the bill collectors has come for my sons. And Elijah says, what do you have? And she says, all I have is a cruise of oil. And he says, Go into the city and get as many vessels as you can. And when you have gathered, go into your house and pour. Amen. And she obeyed the prophet of God. And she poured and the oil did not cease. And she says to her sons, bring me another vessel. And they says, Mom, there is no more vessels. And the oil stayed. And she went and told the prophet what is, had happened. And he says, Now go sell, amen, the oil and pay your debt and live off of that remains. Amen. I come to tell you today, amen, as I said earlier, amen, the piper is going to come for payment. Uh, if you dance to his music, uh, he's coming for payment. Uh, and usually He's going to come in the form of your children. Amen. He, he's wanting payment for you to pay. When Herod wanted Herodias to dance for him. Amen. She danced before him. He was drunk. He did not know the decision that he was making. He said to her, you dance before me and I'll give you whatever you ask of me. And when she finished dancing, Herod and his drunken stupor made one of the dumbest mistakes he could ever make. Amen. And the promise he had promised her because the young girl's mother said to her, go tell the king to give me John the Baptist's head. And Herod realized when Herodias' daughter said to her, give me the head of John the Baptist. Amen. He could not change his command that he had promised him. I come to tell you today, when you're in a drunken stupor, you need to be aware because you will make decisions that are not godly decisions. You need to be aware. Amen. Your mind is destroyed through alcohol and drunkenness and drugs the way you will not make right choices and right decisions in life. You need to be clear in your thinking. This is why Jesus says, whom the 
Son has made free. He is free indeed. You need to pray daily. God, I need your wisdom. I need your knowledge. I need your understanding in these last days to help me make right choices and right decisions because I don't want to miss the prize that you have laid up for me. I want to be ready. Amen. Now is not the time to sleep around with every Tom, Dick, and Harry, and Sally, and Mary, and Jane. Now is the time to be married to Jesus Christ. Paul says, I have exposed you to one husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Jesus Christ. You are the church, and I tell you as a pastor, it is my goal, and everything that is in me is to prepare you for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to present you to Him as a virgin without spot and without blemish. I want to present Him to you. Amen. Because He is the bride and you are to be the bride. I mean, He's the bride chamber groom and He wants you to be His bride. Amen. And that's what I want to do is to prepare you for His coming. Beware. Praise God. Amen. The enemy will do his best to trip you up. The New Living Translation of 1 Corinthians, Paul says in it, basically, he says, you happily put up with what everyone says. Think about that. King James Version reads a little different, but you read the New Living Translation. I don't know if you have that babe or not. He says, you happily put up whatever anyone tells you, even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we preach, or a different kind of spirit than the one you recently received, or a different kind of gospel than the one you believed. He says, am I inferior? Is that it? Amen. Amen. Go to verse 5. He says, but I don't consider myself inferior any way of these super apostles who teach such things. Verse 6. He says, I may be unskilled as a speaker, but I'm not lacking in knowledge. <laughs> Amen. And he says, and we've made this clear to you in every possible way. Amen. I might not be skilled as a speaker, but I'm coming to tell you, I have the knowledge of Christ. Amen. And I want you to be aware that this world is going to pass away. It's not your home. Don't put down stakes here. Because Jesus, amen, is coming back for his church. Paul says, this though also, that the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and those of us remain shall be caught up to be with the Lord. He says, wherefore, come.
comfort one another with these words. Amen. You need to be aware of what is going on around you so you will grow closer to God. Amen. Don't focus on the world. You pray for those that are in the world. As Jesus says, I pray that all men would be saved. He wants everybody saved. And that's what our goal is, is to pray that everyone would be saved. Amen. Even though they may not, we don't know. But we have to be aware. We don't go that way. Amen. We encourage, we edify, we lift up, we build up, we share the truth. Because we want them to know what we know. Amen. About a God who's good. A God who can change life. If you've got pain, that song says, He's a pain taker. If you've lost, He's a way maker. Amen. If you need freedom or salvation, He's a prison shaking Savior. If you've got chains, He's a chain breaker. I come to tell you today, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. And you must love Him with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul, and with all your strength. You talk about Him when you're in your house. You talk about Him when you're in the way. You talk about Him when you lie down. You talk about Him when you rise up. You bind it on your hands. You put it as frontless before your eyes. You bind it on your doorposts and on your gateposts because He's coming again for a church without spot and without wrinkle. And Peter says, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and all that are far of even as many as the Lord our God shall call. With many other words did he testify and exalt says save yourselves from this untoward generation and the way you save yourself is you run to Christ and you get under his wing and you say God I want you to be my master I repent of my sins I get baptized in his name I pray that he will fill me with the spirit I go on and live a holy and separated life consecrated and dedicated to the Lord Jesus Christ until he come and he take me out of this world praise God let's stand this morning Beware. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you ready? Amen. We've got to love the things that God loves. True apostolic doctrine. True apostolic identity. True apostolic ministry. True apostolic truth. True apostolic unity. Amen. We've got to cling to those things. That's the core values of the church. And the core values never change. Amen. In the church, they should never change in your life. If I say I'm apostolic, i got to be apostolic all the way to the end. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. When some 
somebody comes and tell you that you don't have to do something that you read in this book uh, and you know it's in this book, uh, you need to mark them off. Amen. Because God says, my word will not pass away. Jesus says in John 12, 48, the same word that I have spoken to you will judge you in the last day. I want my name written in the Lamb book of life. Amen. I want to be ready. I don't, when I stand before Him, I don't want Him flipping pages looking to see if He can find my name. When He get to the P's, I want Him to say, yep, there He is. Right there. My good and faithful servant. Enter the joy which I have prepared for you. So beware, my brothers and sisters. Don't let nothing steal your joy. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. You need to get back to the basics. If you need to get back on track this morning, hey, I'm going to open the altars. Amen. If you're on track, amen, I want you to stay on track. Amen. Now is not the time to let the train derail. Amen. Now is the time to stay focused of where you're going. Amen. But if you've gotten off track, why don't you come back to the heart of worship. Amen. Come back to Jesus Christ. He drew you here today for a purpose and for a reason to get you back on track. Amen. Hallelujah. Now is not the time to turn cold or lukewarm. Now is the time to be on fire for God and say, God, I'm committing myself. I'm going back to a heart of worship because it's all about you, God. It's all about you. Praise God. Altars are open.